Welcome in to the Tuesday edition, February 9th of the Fun Astrology Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. We're going to have a great little session today. We're going to talk about how do you identify when a planet is active or energetic or hot or alive in your chart. But first, let's catch up on just a couple of things. It is a slow news day in the sky. The moon moves into Aquarius tonight at 8.20 p.m. Now, if you're getting used to these kinds of following the moon around, you would think, well, is it in void, of course, before it changes signs? Because that's what void, of course, is. Yes, a biggin. Back in the bass fishing days, we used to say, caught a biggin. Well, this is a biggin. Uh, void, of course, from last night at 9.21 p.m. all the way through today until tonight at 8.20 p.m., almost 24 hours, 23 hours Minus two minutes, that one is. But all of today will be void of course moon. No other major aspects that we haven't covered. We really got the big one yesterday. We're on the backside of the sun conjuncting Mercury. So again, count to five day to day. Like I said yesterday, typically that would be a mash the gas on communication. But because Mercury is in retrograde, we're just throttling back into the caution zone, the yellow zone, if you will, the yellow flag, if this were NASCAR. And let's take a lap where we just be careful. Had a really good question in our podcast group, which is the Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast listeners. See, I got all that in one breath and more. <laughs> oh, before we do that, let me do the keywords real quick today. I didn't do them yesterday, but you didn't miss much because like today, accident is the number one keyword until midnight and then marriage. <laughs> These are kind of fun. Uh, these are from a program called Maestro, and basically they look at aspects and midpoints. And I'm not going to go into that because we have more to do today, but that's how these are calculated. It's, it's a very in-depth slice and dice of what's going on. But there are some of the – and see, I always think you have to look at what's the extension of these energies. It's not that you're going to run off to Las Vegas at midnight. It's what could you marry together in your life that might come up with a new solution to something. Because the other energies from today are happiness, energy, energy itself. Those are pretty much the good ones. Effort, you know, I mean, putting effort into something. And then they go back to the ones that we've been dealing with of things like injury and mourning and depression and all those ones that we've talked about that will be with us for another, uh, well, until the 1st of April. Now, that's not a bad segue into our topic today, and that is how do we tell when planets are activated or alive in our chart? And this is a perfect time to ask that question, which was in our podcast group, and we'd love to have you join us there if you have not found us over there already. But take a look at today's chart. We have in the sign of Aquarius, Saturn, Venus, Jupiter, Mercury, and the Sun. And at 8.20 p.m. Eastern tonight, you can add the moon to that mix. So we will have six planets or six of our bodies that we follow in Western astrology in the sign of Aquarius. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the definition of a stellium. <laughs> a stellium is three or more in a sign or a house. Typically, it's a sign. Now, stelliums are why I got into astrology, because I have one, and I wanted to understand it. And basically, on the short version that we can do here, if you think about the difference between a laser beam, you know those laser pointers that you play with your cat with? 
Nobody uses them in a meeting anymore because there are no meetings. So you can play with your cat with your laser pointer. And as your cat is chasing that thing around, that's a stellium, super concentrated, focused energy. Would your cat chase a flashlight beam if you brought a flashlight into the room? No. Cat would yawn and roll back over and wonder when it's going to be fed next. So in astrology, starting to understand a stellium is starting to understand concentrated energy. And that's the starting point, and that's really all we have time for on that one in this little segment. But if you have a stellium in your chart, all of those planets are activated. Now think about the kids that are being born today, right now, that will have a February 9th, 2021 birthday, especially if they're born after 8.30 tonight. So let's say tomorrow, tomorrow's babies, February 10th, will have six planets in one sign. There are only 10. See how grouped up that is? Now, obviously, so that's one understanding is, do you have a stellium? The second would be, what major aspects are there? So that's going to be conjunction, opposition, sextile, trine, or a square. Now, those are the main ones. And if you're starting to learn astrology, you start there. And then there are many more that you can add later. But when you're talking about planetary energy, you want to stay with those major ones. So you find those in your chart and note the planets that are connected between them. And the less orb, or in other words, the closer together they are by exact degree and minute, the more powerful influence they have. Now, I need to keep rolling on this. These are I'm just giving you suggestions, and then Google can be your friend from here. Do some searching on these areas for what you have in your chart. But another one that you might consider is find the sun and then look at what's close to the sun. So in today's chart, for example, the sun is at 21 degrees Aquarius. We have Mercury at 18, Jupiter at 12, and then Venus at 10. Now, Saturn is at 6 degrees, and that's about on the outer end. And what I'm talking about is a concept that the ancient astrologers used called under the beams or under the rays. Now, this kind of thing is not considered as much in modern astrology. It's not considered in, for example, evolutionary astrology that Stephen Forrest practices. But the ancients observed it. I love to follow what our ancient predecessors learned and observed in their environment without all this modern technology. It's purer. It's more pure. And they observed that planets that are within 15 degrees, 16 degrees, some say 15 is a good number, easy to remember, of the sun get, in essence, washed out by the sun. This is where you look at it with your own chart, because in my life's example, the sun is part of my stellium, along with Mars and Neptune. And I can tell you that Mars and Neptune are very alive in my life. Now, maybe not as much, but I won't know because I don't. <laughs> it's what I got. My moon is also within the beams of the sun. And I've always said, I don't have a moon. Where's my moon? It's like, that's not my moon. That, that's not me. And when I learned about the beams, it was like, of course, the moon is reflection anyway. So I use it from the standpoint of intuition and changes, and the cycles of emotion, and things like that. But I don't rely on it as much in my chart as I would one of the other major planets. Okay, I've just got a couple more, and I'm going to mention the bend of the nodes here in a second. That's a big one. But first, let me just mention this, because it is very significant, but I'm not going to go into it. It's called Astrodynes, A-S-T-R-O-D-Y-N-E-S. 
There's plenty if you do a search on the internet, but astrodynes are a look at the chart from the standpoint of strength and intensity or amount of energy of each body. So I'll leave you with that to explore on your own, but astrodynes is another excellent way to find out what planets are most energetic in your chart. The nice thing is it puts it on a scale and basically a grid, so it's very easy to understand. Here's another one that's tucked away that a lot of people don't mention, but boy, is it ever critical. Find your nodal axis, all right? North, north node, south node. From that line, do you have any planets at a square aspect, 90 degrees to that line? It's called the bending of the nodes. There's very little about it online, but it is a hugely important thing. And it's one of the things, again, I discovered in my own chart and in readings and in everything that I do when I look at a chart, I, that's one of the early things that I look for is, is there a planet at the bending of the nodes? And there are a couple of articles. If you wanted to search bending of the nodes, mountain astrologer, you'll find a really good article about it. But in different ways, that planet kind of becomes your karmic overlord, overseer, purveyor, coach, teacher, disciplinarian, whatever it takes to make it break, uh, that's what that planet will become for you. What that really means is that you came here to do some really serious karmic business, and you better find out what that is and get aligned with it and get on that path because the universe will get you there. You have a little extra energy around that area. So that's a very active planet, one that is on the bend of the nodes. All right, here's another one, and we'll have to stop here just for the sake of time, but that's planetary rulership. So you can Google, and there are a thousand different websites talking about what planets rule what signs. That's what we're talking about. So, for example, Aries is ruled by Mars, right? Taurus is ruled by, we mentioned this yesterday, Taurus ruled by Venus. Gemini is ruled by Mercury, and on around it goes. Where it gets a little tricky is when you have dual rulership. Now, what does that mean? Well, again, back to ancient astrology, they could not see past Saturn. So they didn't have Uranus and Neptune and Pluto and now Eris. So they set up house rulership. In other words, what planet rules what sign based on seven bodies instead of what we use now 10 slash 11 as we bring Eris more into the fray. Then in more modern astrology, since the Middle Ages, really since... 1781 is when Uranus was discovered. So really since then, as it has been folded into astrology, now we have dual rulers as those planets were assigned different signs. So if you have a ruling planet, so for example, let's take today again, Aquarius, Saturn is in Aquarius. Saturn is the ancient ruler of Aquarius. Uranus is the modern ruler of Aquarius. So we have Saturn at home in Aquarius and we have Uranus as a square. And boy, that's a great place to leave this because those are two very active planets in today's chart. Do you see how that fits together? So when we talk about what is active, those are really pretty much, I think, some of the key places that you could look. There are others, but uh, that will get you started and get you well down the way. I'm sorry this went long. I knew it would. That was kind of, you know, more of an instructional thing than just our daily touch base. So hopefully that served you and works for you. All right. We'll be back to shorter, sweeter, snappy tomorrow. Have a great day. Bye-bye.